you feel stuck, tired of wrestling with shame, insecurity, and hiding your flaws? Friend, I've been there, and it's time to come out of hiding. God wants to meet you in the middle of your big, hot mess. I'm Kimberly Stokes, and I'm on mission to help real women just like you get unstuck and meet Jesus in all the ordinary moments. I want to call you out of hiding so you can start living in increased intimacy with God. Ephesians 3.20 says God can do far more than you could ever imagine. This is the Imagine More podcast, and it's time for today's show. Hello, 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 my beautiful friend. I'm really glad you joined me for today's episode, Did I Miss God? In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that we all encounter at times, and it's wondering, what the crap? (laughs) Did I miss God? When bad things happen or we encounter setbacks, we encounter difficulty, I can't tell you um, how many times I've questioned that in my own life, and I hear that from countless people you know, when they're, when they come up against opposition, it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? Did I miss God? And I think way too often we are, I don't know, our tendency is to like blame ourselves. We tend to think, oh, it's going to be easy. If I follow God and I'm walking in obedience, everything should be easy. But if you live long enough, you're going to know, wait a minute, (laughs) sometimes I follow God and take huge steps of obedience and then the bottom falls out from under me. Lately, I've been reading and studying Genesis, just kind of over and over, soaking in um, in Genesis and reading it through and through and through. And I was struck recently in Genesis chapter 12 when God asks Abram to leave basically everything he knows, leave his, his people, leave everything that is familiar and set out for a new land. And God describes it this way, that I will show you. So basically, you'll know where you're going. Once you get there, I'll show you this is it. And imagine if your husband came to you and said, hey, babe, I feel like we're supposed to move. And you say, okay, where? And he was like, well, God hasn't told me where, but he'll show me when we get there. I mean, would that not be the most disconcerting thing ever? So it was a big ask for God to ask that of Abram. And then it was a big ask for Abram to ask that of Sarah. And in our personal lives, we just moved. And we only moved like 18 miles from the suburbs into Dallas. And moving is such a pain in the butt. And it was just me, my husband, our two kids, and our dog. So it wasn't even that much stuff. We didn't have like tons of animals and flocks and herds and grain that we had to move and and slaves and helpers and all these things that in their time, in Old Testament times that Abram and Sarah had can't imagine. It was hard enough just moving 18 miles and we knew where we were going. I can't imagine what they were going through. But one of the things that I was struck by was when they pretty instantly encountered setback and difficulty after they moved in obedience to the Lord. And it just struck me. I think if that was me or if maybe that was you following God's voice, we might be going, wait a minute, when we hit famine, Did I miss God? And in Genesis 12, verse 9, it says, Abram kept moving steadily, making his way south. And that verse just struck me. It was like he just kept going. It was kind of step by step, minute by minute, moment by moment. And part of our relational journey with God and our journey through life 
It's simply not giving up. It's to keep going. So that's one of the things I want to throw courage on you today, friend, is just to say, don't give up. Keep going, even when it's hard, even when it's rough. Continue. You can go steadily and deeper into the heart of God, whether you're in a season of feast or a season of famine. And really, life sometimes can be pretty mundane. And at times, our relationship with God can get kind of stale, right? But it's a long game. It's a marathon. And each step of our journey, it has a purpose. And our purpose is to know God intimately and to partner with Him implicitly. And this happens day by day, step by step, year by year. And in verse 10 of chapter 12 of Genesis, it says, Then a famine came to the land. (laughs) That's a big then. So this is like a bad thing that happened. Abram didn't miss God and he didn't, it doesn't show anywhere that he blamed himself. But I do wonder, did Abram like, did I miss God? That would be pretty easy to ask, right? Of yourself being like, wait a minute, I just uprooted my family and then there's no food for us. Did Sarai, did she wonder and like blame Abram? Did he miss God? Oh, my stupid husband. If that was me, I might have some blame there. I might be questioning. But some feats, um, seasons, in life really are feast seasons and other seasons are famine seasons. So whether it's feast or famines, God's purpose for our life in both seasons, his purpose is intimacy and partnership. And so I just want to declare that verse over you from Genesis 12, 9. And she keeps moving steadily, making her way deeper into the heart of God whether in feast or in famine. And that is my personalized version from the message of that verse. But I declare that over you, my friend, that you keep moving steadily, that you are making your way deeper into the heart of God in feast seasons and in seasons of famine. I think so many times we get way too focused on the outcome. And is that, you know, is my husband going to encounter God? Is he going to go deeper with God? Is my kid going to experience healing in this certain area of their life? You know, are we going to make it financially? We get so focused on temporary things and situations. And when we counter problems, when we we experience difficulty or setbacks, we often tend to think, did I totally miss God? But there's nothing wrong with entrusting these things to God, even in the midst of the setback. The main thing is that we keep God as our focus, that He is our end game, because life really is all about Him. One thing I try to keep before myself is that I want to hold tighter to the Lord than simply to His promises of what He can do or what He's promised He will do for me. I want to hold tight to Him to the nature of God, to my relationship with Him. There have been a few seasons in life where I've held on more to the hope of what God could do for me than actually just clinging to His nearness in relationship. It's kind of like a reverse performance hoop for God. Like I'm so focused on Him answering my prayer or coming through in this relationship or you know, whatever I'm asking of him, it's like my greatest desire is for blank to happen instead of my greatest desire simply being to know and love God. God made huge promises to Abram and Sarai 
And he's probably made some huge promises to you and me, right? But I guess what I'm saying is let's be mindful to not get the cart before the horse, to not hold on to the promise more than we hold on to the promise keeper, than we hold on to God, the one who made the promise. I guess the practical examples I think about this is like, if I were to get engaged and if I held on to my engagement ring and I cherished that ring more than I actually held on to my fiance in that relationship, that would be completely ludicrous, right? But you know what? Many times that's what we do with the Lord. We hold on to his promise over our life or his promise for our destiny more than we're actually just clinging and holding on to him as the lover of our souls. He's so committed to us. He's committed to the covenant he made with us. He loved us enough to die for us. And really, he himself is our goal. He himself is our purpose. It's relationship in intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus said the greatest command was that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. Not to love what God said He could do or would do for us. So I want to challenge you. In feast or in famine, let's purpose to simply love God and get to know Him more. And that happens day by day. It happens minute by minute. And our choices matter. Sowing into the secret place matters. Choosing to get up early to simply be with the lover of our souls matter. Or choosing to stay up late to spend some time with God or carving out time during the day. I really feel compelled by the Lord to share this with you. Intimacy with God never happens by chance. I dare say that anyone you admire who has a depth and deep intimacy with God, I dare say that they've made day-to-day choices to spend one-on-one time with God, which means they've said no to a hundred other things that were vying for their attention, whether that's social media, whether that's sleep, whether that's chores, whether that's entertainment, exercise, whatever it might be. Okay, this is a good example. There's a type of one-on-one intimacy with God that cannot be reached in a corporate setting. I I want you to hear that. I want to say it again. There is a type of one-on-one intimacy with God that cannot be reached in a corporate setting. And it's, it's just like, there's a type of intimacy in my marriage that will never be experienced in a public setting, but in a one-on-one in our home. And let me tell you, it gets really intimate. That is the deepest level of intimacy in marriage that you can experience. And we don't do that in public. Um, the same is true in your relationship with God. And we need corporate intimacy. We need corporate times with the body in a small group or in a large group setting, worshiping, whatever, encountering God together. But there is a type of intimacy with God that can't be reached corporately. So I feel like the Lord is just wanting me to call, call us, awaken to one-on-one, awaken to carving out space, carving out time with the Lord. I just, I feel like he's calling us to intentionally choose him one-on-one at home. 
whether you're in a season of feast or whether you're in a season of famine, I just declare that verse. And Kimberly keeps moving steadily, making her way deeper into the heart of God. Hannah keeps moving steadily, making her way deeper into the heart of God. I declare it. Susan, you keep moving steadily, making your way deeper into the heart of God. Skylar, you keep moving steadily, making your way deeper into the heart of God. Morgan, you keep moving steadily, making your way deeper into the heart of God. Jess, you keep moving steadily, making your way deeper into the heart of God by carving out one-on-one time with God, making some space to just be with him one-on-one. It's step-by-step. It's minute-by-minute. I just encourage you, friend, keep choosing God. Even if you're in a season of famine, it doesn't necessarily mean that you missed God. Your purpose is to know him and love him so you can live in such deep, rich partnership with him, whether you're in a feast or famine. So carving out that one-on-one time with God, it's so much more than a quiet time. That is what I'm saying awaken to and schedule and develop a habit of, but it's so much more than that. Honestly, I see that as like the just the foundational building block of a lifelong rhythm of intimacy with God. If you see anything in me spiritually that you admire, It's because there are thousands of hours that I've logged in one-on-one purposeful time with Jesus. And I bet the same is true of anyone that you admire that has a deep relationship with God. It takes time to get to know God, to be in the Word, to let His Word get in us, and then just to make time to just listen, just to lean in and hang out. makes time just to receive. It takes time to develop history with God, just sitting at his feet, whether that's loving on him, whether that's crying, whether that's throwing a tantrum and just being really honest and just like having ugly cries, whatever that looks like, it takes time. This is the deal. People can pray impartation prayers over us, but no one on earth can develop one-on-one intimacy with God for you. Nobody can. No impartation prayer of the whomever you see is like the spiritual giant that's living and walking on this earth today. They cannot develop one-on-one intimacy with God. You get to choose Him. You get to choose stillness. You get to choose to make time and space to be with the Father, to be in the Word, to journal, to worship, just to simply like lean in and just receive, to vomit, to give Him your emotions, and then to receive those heavenly upgrades. Honestly, true intimacy with God, it is a 24-7 sort of lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It's not about just having a quiet time. But honestly, friend, I have never met anyone who lives that 24-7 kind of lifestyle that didn't set aside the time to make rhythm of life to have stillness and quiet with God to make one-on-one time with Him in their daily lives. So I'm talking about developing a spiritual habit as a discipline that sets the stage for intentional living during the day. It's intentional. It like sets the stage for intentional partnership 
with the Holy Spirit throughout the day. So if you long for a more intimate relationship with God, I challenge you, create spiritual habits into your daily routine to intentionally make time for one-on-one with you and Jesus. To simply listen, to receive, to be in the Word, to connect with God via Holy Spirit. So this isn't religious, okay? It's intentional relationship, and it's making God your daily priority by building, by intentionally building that space into your life to breathe with Him. Like, think about it. In my marriage, if I said, well, I just want to connect with Shannon, my husband. I just want to connect with him, and I want it to be spontaneous. Like, it just isn't right to, like, set up a a date night or to have any sort of, like, daily intentional connection. Well, you know what? That sounds great, and I am such, I'm a seven, so I love spontaneity, but like real life is, if we don't carve out time, we get so busy and I don't have like just time like to look into his eyes. You know what I'm saying? Same thing is true with God. So intimacy is created when we set time apart for that special person in our lives, whether that be a girlfriend, whether that be a boyfriend, whether that be our spouse, whether that be a parent or a sister, like we make time for what's important to us. So I challenge you to create the time and space, to create the habit of connection one-on-one with God. There is a type of intimacy with God that can only be forged one-on-one in the secret place. It's not going to happen in a corporate setting. As you do that, you set a trajectory of having a lifestyle of intimacy one-on-one with God throughout the day. That's the 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week. It's a lifestyle of habitation, of hosting the presence of God. And I honestly believe it starts as we choose to set apart time just to be with Him, just to breathe, just to connect relationally. Whether you're in a, a season of feast or whether you're in a season of famine, don't miss God. <laughs> don't miss relationship. Don't miss partnership. Only you can create a lifestyle of intimacy with God. So in closing, I just want to remind you, you are in covenant with such a faithful God. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. He's so awesome. Moving forward in obedience as you risk and choose to follow the voice of God, it doesn't mean you're not going to encounter a season of famine. Abraham was following God's radical call and he encountered famine. He didn't do anything wrong. Famine sometimes looks like setbacks. It looks like problems. It looks like difficulties. It looks like challenges that we weren't planning on. But friend, that doesn't mean you missed God. So on your journey, I challenge you, lean into his heart. Don't give up when things get rough. Purpose to keep moving steadily, making your way deeper into the very heart of God. Be intentional to get to know your father in seasons of feast. Be intentional to get to know your father in seasons of famine. Remember that deep intimacy with God, it doesn't happen by chance. Be intentional to sow into your relationship with Him one-on-one. Those daily choices that we make with our time, 
making that space to connect with him, it sets us up for a lifestyle, a 24-7 lifestyle of intimacy with God. I hope you're encouraged and it's my prayer for you. In fact, I just want to pray for you right now. Lord, I just pray for my friend who's listening to this podcast. And Lord, I declare for her that she will keep moving steadily, making her way deeper into the heart of God day by day, step by step, minute by minute. Lord, I thank you for your nearness, whether she feels you or not, that you are there. You are present. You are with her in feast. You are with her in famine. And yeah, I just pray, God, that you will, I just ask you to wrap your arms around her right now and encourage her, woo her deeper into your heart, God. Lord, I thank you that, Jesus, I thank you that you've made a way for us to experience a lifestyle of intimacy and that we can go as deep with you as we want. There's no limit. There is no limit. And we thank you, God. I bless her with your goodness. And I bless her just with intentionality to choose you today and then to choose you five minutes from now and to choose you an hour from now, a day from now, a year from now, Lord, 10 years from now. We just say, God, our lives are in you and for you and we love you. We thank you for the beauty of intimacy. We thank you for the beauty of partnership. God, I thank you that when we encounter difficulty, when we encounter setback, when we encounter like famine and we're like, what the hell? I don't know what's happening here. God, I thank you that you're with us, that it doesn't mean we missed you. We lean into your heart. We choose to trust you and we purpose just to know you and love you. God, I thank you that we can never outlove you. Yeah. So we just receive your goodness. We receive your love and say, we want to get to know you more in our season, whether it's a fantastic season or a really freaking awful season. We want a purpose to know you more, to love you more. So I pray this in the name of Jesus and I bless you, my friend, to steadily, continually make your way deeper into the heart of God, just minute by minute step by step. Remember that I'm for you. And more importantly, remember that your heavenly father is for you. He's with you. He surrounds you. He lives inside of you and he wants to partner with you step by step, day by day, minute by minute. Until next time. Friend, I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Imagine More podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Kimberly K. Stokes. And check out our blog and online resources at imaginemoreministries.org. You can hit subscribe to join the Imagine More community. We're in the process of developing practical new resources to help women live in the fullness of Christ. I'm glad we're on the journey together.